is just the start of the Big 12 and Power 5 talk to come. Listen to JJ and Alex Monday on your drive home. Afternoons from 3 to 6 on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. That's right. You can catch myself and Jeremiah Jensen from KSL 5 Television. JJ and Alex in the afternoons on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You can also hear Mitch Harper. And myself right here on first and twelve, and then of, of course Mitch uh, hosting uh, Cougar Nation, hosting Cougar Sports Saturday. Are you guys gonna Are you guys gonna do an end of the year Cougar Nation tomorrow night just to like let let all let it all out? Everybody gonna pull an Isaac Rex and just let it all out on the on the uh, and leave it all out there on the field? We had some pretty grumpy post game callers that really just uh, did not hold back. I'm hoping you guys get some of that tomorrow. We will be having a show six to seven, so yes, we will have all the. The angry calls, the the excited about the future calls, whatever you got, we'll be taking them on Cougar Nation. I told you I was going to call in at some point this year. I keep threatening. <laughs> you might not even know it's me, but when I call in, time's running out. I'm going to do it. All right. Uh, we had our right. ver- real quick though. We had yeah. our version of Phyllis from the Fine Bomb Show. Kind of an older lady. She called in, gave a great call. She romanticized the the 10 a.m. kickoff set. I just loved wow. that, and she wow. just loved it. It was it was a great call. But it, then she gave a take that said. BYU, uh, I said, are they going to get it done against Oklahoma State? She says, if they bring the same effort that they did against Oklahoma, they can get it done. And, Alex, they did give that effort, but they they ultimately came up short in double overtime. Uh, By the way, our program is always brought to you by Macy's Grocery Store. Happy shopping. You can get your freshest fruits and vegetables, also your local farms and favorite local brands. Macy's Happy Shopping. There you go. I, I just sneaked that in there. I thought of Oklahoma State, and then I thought of Farms, and then I thought of Macy's. So, yeah, the effort was there. Uh, 24 to 6 at the half. We were blown away by what BYU's game plan was, which was putting it all out there. Uh, an onside kick that was brought back. I, I didn't know. Like, Mitch, I was, I was weirded out by it. Now, I'm not, I'm not an official. But in my world, when they go back, to go back on, on and review something and then go, uh, after review, there's a penalty on the play, like, Throwing a flag on a review is is kind of hard, and I couldn't tell if the guy had touched it or not, or where the ball was. And anyway, it was it seemed to go a little bit, uh, you know, the direction for Oklahoma State in that sense. But the fake punt, the uh, the throw uh, from Ryan Rico to uh, to Batty was just hilarious. The hurdle that he tried, awesome, <laughs> and it was just like everything that that you wanted. Where it was just like, man, things are going for BYU uh, to go up that quickly. And really, after uh, the second play from from scrimmage, when you saw that that exchange fumble, and you went, "Oh my goodness!" Jake Redslaff is still not figured it out. What did you do in practice all this week, BYU? That giveaway at the very beginning was such—I mean, that is such amateur level stuff, dude. And but 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 their defense showed up. They got stops. They keep them to six points. They hold them to six in the first half. They score twenty-four themselves. They are rolling. But but what but I'm looking at this thing, Mitch, and I tried to I really tried to make an effort in my mind. When they came out at the half, I went, this thing could get away from them because this is what they did to Houston. This is what Oklahoma State does. They come out, they kind of get a, a measure of what you are. Slow starts are not new to them, and and for B, and BYU, fast starts are, new, are are very new to them. Right? They don't know how to hold a lead. They didn't even have a lead against Oklahoma, so the effort was there. But they were up 18 points, three scores going into the half, and we're looking around, and I still didn't feel comfortable, and as soon as they went three and out, and then Oklahoma State came down and scored, and Ollie Gordon looked like his ankle issues or whatever. They retaped him. I don't know what the shot was that they gave him. He came out with a different energy in the second half, 
And I started to figure something out, Mitch, because at 40 to 34, which ended up being the final, and they got the stop on the two-point conversion. It was all there. The Isaac Rex fumble, it was kind of the perfect end to a season, like in in the sense that like it felt like that's how that season was going to end, right? Uh, on something so bad luck, on something so bad, or something – you know, where Isaac Rex, the poor kid, I mean, that guy has, has given us all for this career. But this team, Mitch, wasn't a great team, and it wasn't even a good team this year. And I and that was what I kind of had to come to the realization this year was, oh, my goodness, it's not even a good team. And they are exactly what their record is. More importantly, they're exactly the five-game losing streak that they ended the season on. That's what I got out of this one. The loss at Oklahoma State, I thought that was coming anyway. Um to do it in this fashion, and like I said last week against Oklahoma, feels like a broken record. It actually feels worse that it ended this way for BYU. B- BYU closes a season on a five-game skid for the first time since 1955. This sort of thing doesn't happen for BYU, and I think it's a new real- <clears throat> reality check for life in the Big 12 Conference. BYU, too, Alex, they forgot how to win. Uh, yeah. I think they, they just That's truly forgot right. how, how to win because – when they got that lead, I think you're right. You know, they get up 24 to 6, and I think they were almost starstruck. Like, whoa, this is happening. It's actually working. Like, our belief is actually <laughs> manifesting itself onto the field because against Oklahoma, they played well, but they never had the lead. This game, they had the lead. It was there. It kind of reminded me a little bit, too, of the Utah game in 2018, where BYU built up a big lead. Right. And historically, it, it just not even BYU, but in all of college football, when a team gets up by three possessions, it is tough to come back yes. from because even Oklahoma State found out in the second half, despite all their success, it took to the fourth quarter late to get over the hump and get that lead. It's just it's a it's a monumental climb to get that done. And and BYU just I think they got too conservative in that second half. And I think at quarterback Jake Retzlaff. You learned, BYU, that he is clearly not your number one guy going no. into 2024. And I no. thought this was a game where you unload the playbook. You know, Kalani Sataki, we'll hear from his commentary coming up a little bit later, but he said that they unload that playbook. They didn't unload it in the second half. No. They were too conservative, and Jake Retzlaff's accuracy was a glaring issue. He was not even giving guys chances to catch the ball and I thought in that second half, they should have turned to Keaton Slovis. Not to say Keaton Slovis is going to right all the wrongs with this team, but it's an empty-the-tank moment. Don't leave any what-ifs out on that field uh, in that game. And I kind of wonder what could have been for BYU with maybe a drive with Slovis yeah. potentially. And you've got to give credit to Retzlaff for you know, ma- uh, you know, manufacturing that drive late to give them a chance to tie up the game with a Will Ferrin kick, but... I just thought that the play calling on the offensive side in the second half left a lot to be desired, and I was impressed with how Oklahoma State, despite their uh, mistake-filled first half, they came out in that second half and just fired back and believed in what they, they've done this year with Alan Bowman on those quick-hit screens, and then Ollie Gordon, 34 carries, 166 yards. The running backs in the Big 12 are elite. I would Wild. put these running backs against any running backs in college football. I mean, Blake Corum's a stud at Michigan, and he had another big one in the Big Ten. But the depth at running back in this in this conference is amazing. And Ollie Gordon, I think, is truly the best. That guy is an absolute baller for Oklahoma State. Yeah, anytime you can put up uh, a stat like the five-touchdown day that he had, uh, breaking or at least tying a Barry Sanders record in a game yeah. for five touchdowns, yeah, I mean, the thing was is BYU had them bottled up in the first half too, right? Yeah. I mean, they had them bottled up. They had it kind of figured out. 
And Oklahoma State made the adjustments, and BYU just played to not lose in the second half. That was it. I mean, they just went in there and went, okay, how do we preserve this? How do we preserve this? And, and, and it's the same thing. What's funny is, Mitch, last week, what did we say? This is probably the worst loss since 2018 uh, Utah. And then now, this week, you go, this is probably the worst loss since last week. Right? Like, yep. th- both of those games, both of them, uh, this one felt even worse, like you were saying. It had that slow-motion car crash situation where you're, like, watching it happen, and you can't stop it. Right? You're like, no. And that's exactly what was going on with Oklahoma State. They were so much more the better team in the second half. It was almost a joke. Like, BYU, you know exactly what's going to happen in the second half. They are going to give it everything because they are going to go to the Big 12 championship game if they beat you, which is exactly what they did. And they showed everybody, hey, uh, a team that went 1-2 and two to start the season and had a six-touchdown loss even two weeks ago uh, is still going to go to the Big 12 championship game. And uh, Mike Gundy knows how to get those guys dialed up. We have a lot still to break down about this. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get those com- those comments from Kalani Satake after the game, uh, his last post-game address to the media, all of that. So coming up, stay right here with us. It is first and 12. Uh, it's not our final first and 12, by the way, of the season. Don't don't give up on us. We're, you know, we're going to still give you a uh, post-championship game, Big 12 look ahead as well to next season. So uh, I don't want you to think, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to keep downloading the podcast. We're still getting it going. You can still download it, and we're still going to give you some great content. So stay right here. More to go. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, and also KSL News Radio right here every Sunday on First and 12. Stay with us.